I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Hey, hey, everybody. I hope your Wednesday is off to an amazing start. Wednesday, pretty solid. Just, you know, chugging along almost Friday. No complaints over here. Some exciting things to share. So I recorded this episode actually a while back, but I'm super excited to share it with you. It's about vulnerability, authenticity, and evolving and becoming the best version of ourselves. And also I learned a lot about what self-love and self-care are because, oh, I have a funny story to tell you guys. This one, (laughs) okay, sorry, I'm gonna stop laughing, but it's very funny. So last week I was talking to one of my friends on the phone and she was telling me she also lives in SF and is single and dating. I'm gonna keep her anonymous. And she was telling me how she had a great FaceTime with this guy and then she had a date scheduled, I think for like a Monday, I forget when. But then he texted her a day or two before and said, hey, full disclosure, just want to let you know, COVID time's super weird. This is hard to say and navigate, but I did make out with this girl and I want to see where it goes. But you seem awesome, like someone that I would want to get to know. And I'm bummed I didn't get to know you or something to that extent. And as soon as she tells me this, my brain just starts turning. And I was like, I think I've gotten this exact message before. Check the tapes. I do. Rewind to August 24th when I received the exact same message from the same person. I'm not going to name him, call him out, but great for him for being resourceful in the copy paste. Also props that he's being responsible in COVID, but also how many girls is he making out with that he has the ability in his note section to copy paste I matched with him or like was supposed to go on a walking date with him. What was this? August of 2020. So now it's February 2021 and he's still utilizing the same, I think maybe two words were different. But the fact that I recognized that copy paste little shenanigan was really funny. I was like, wait, I know that message. That was a very memorable message. And I even remember telling another one of my girlfriends that when I got it, I thought it was so odd because it felt super polished. Like it wasn't like, this is perfectly crafted and now I'm going to just put a little bow on it and then send it out to the masses. And that's exactly what it was. So I don't know, I just thought, just shows how small the San Francisco dating pool has become. So now my friend and I, we're gonna have to go back and see how many other people that we've gone out with that have overlapped because probably quite a few to be honest. So anyways, that happened. My guest today is Nacia Miller, and she's from Chicago. She's the founder of Wide Open Spaces, and she's an international facilitator, educator, life coach, and a trained relationship systems coach. Nacia is here to be your fierce champion in empowering all of your relationships to thrive. And that starts with yourself. Let's get to her interview. Not only do you coach men, but you're also single. So I have so many questions about how that works. If you've ever like dated a former or current coachee, so to speak. Yay. I'm so happy to be here. How's everything going? How's Chicago? Chicago is actually warm today, middle of December. Lucky you. It's so cold here. 
and COVID numbers aren't so high. So we're actually doing pretty well here in Illinois. Oh, good. All things considered. Well, I guess before we kind of get into all the in the weeds of everything, can you just tell me a little bit about you and then how you actually started the coaching and also how you ended up just coaching men specifically? Yes. Yes. So I've heard this in many ways, and I'll just share it in this way. The idea that turning the idea of turning your biggest struggle into your purpose. And so I have always struggled with belonging and not feeling a sense of belonging and been really interested and intrigued by community and relationships. And my whole life just always seeking, why don't I feel this belonging and feeling kind of trapped within my own self? Like, oh, I have so much I want to express in this moment. Why do I feel like I can't do it? And this fear of rejection from other people, especially in groups. And so I would say that there's so much of my own personal work has been growing in that and really doing that work within myself to get how much I belong and how it was, it's been a story my whole life that I'm actually responsible for and it's not actually happening. And just so much work that I've done over the years to really feel that sense of belonging. And I just have always, even when I didn't feel it myself, I was always championing other people around their potential and their purpose and their gifts and how much they matter. And so it's always been in my blood and how I treat and see people. And so, and then one other thing that, that really got me on this path is my Jewish practice and observance is a big part of my life. And it adds so much meaning. For me, it elevates all the mundane things in the world. It elevates it in, in some way. And I've always been fascinated by both an individual connection and a communal connection. So always like, what's, what, what's my connection to everybody? And how do I connect to this myself? And so I've always been fascinated by community and group dynamics. And we always want to fit in and feel a part of a community. But do I feel a part of it? And how do I? And I really believe it starts with ourselves. And so that's been a big part of my journey, both in come like doing this work with groups of people and workplaces and in personal relationships, and then just totally championing people, believing that it really starts with ourselves. So until we can feel that belonging and be in powerful relationship, we need to first look in the mirror. Look inward. Yeah. Just a quick follow-up. So when you were saying that you didn't feel like you belonged, but that was a story, where did that story come from? So there are a lot of ways to answer that. And I'll share that I have an experience from a very young age of that, that, that I really, that resonates really with me. You know, anyone from the outside would be like, why did you feel that way from that story? But it's like, we all have experiences from childhood that trigger something. And then I believe that ends up being our life's work. So I have an experience of feeling in my first grade classroom uh, that I felt like other and coming back to my, my chair because I was, I was scared of the book that the teacher was reading during snack time and everyone else stayed on the carpet and I went back to my desk because I didn't want to hear it and just looking back at the carpet and being like, something's wrong with me. I don't belong. And it was unconscious. It wasn't conscious. But in that moment, everything became suddenly in my life about fitting in being a chameleon, not rocking the boat. And that was just my, that's been my life's work. That's the matter. Of now that you've started coaching, I know that you didn't really start 
just coaching men. You were doing both. How did that all come to be? Yeah. And I still coach both. And coaching men is a big piece that I champion on my work. So during COVID, men started coming to me. Actually, my brother was my first male client and he asked me to coach him. And then he started recommending some of his friends to me. And that's really what started it. And it was totally a blind spot. I didn't even realize that it was a, and honestly, the same thing happened. I used to only think that my message was relevant for the Jewish community until a group of people that I did a coaching program with were like, why do we not get to hear your message? I was like, I didn't even know you were interested. <laughs> so it's kind of just like see, just sharing and then realizing, oh, wow, this is this relates to so many more people than I thought. And so men just started coming out of the woodworks very naturally, just more and more. And that's when I really realized, wow, this is a group of people I really want to champion. And I'm passionate about it because I believe in our world today. What does masculinity mean? So many things tied to what does it mean to be a great man? You can even hear my voice get get a little bit different there, right? Mm-hmm. And really also in today's day, finding space for men to feel fully self-expressed, learning how to feel confident from the inside and not just do what society says. And also with me, the Me Too movement, and there's so many other things happening in our society. And I think men are looking for an outlet to feel supported so that they can be their best selves. And I think sometimes right now it's feeling a little cloudy and they don't necessarily have that support. And what do you see as the main issues that they are facing? Because I, I would imagine there a lot of women could probably relate to the issues that men face as well. A hundred percent. And as somebody, just myself, I relate to so many of them. I would say that this goes actually from the men and the women that I coach, but a lot of people I coach work from their neck up, meaning think a lot intellectually, try to figure things out logically and rationally and forget that there's so much more to our human experience, our body, our emotions that are also here to tell us a lot of information. A lot of confidence work around like their their self-worthiness being connected to money or their job or their career. And I was just talking to my brother and he was saying, yeah, some of his friends who have different jobs that might not seem as like as high up on the social status have sometimes a hard time getting dates. Like mm. there's so much connected still to men's worth and money. Can they support, et cetera? So I would say the just inner confidence work. A lot of men supporting men and creating strong boundaries in their lives and self-love, just like loving themselves so that then they can do that. We are going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, GiftPod. Emotions are way more intensified since we don't have all those pre-pandemic life distractions. This year has taught me a lot about resilience and perspective. And the ups and downs of dating during a pandemic are, um, yeah, there are a lot. What's helped me to get through are the unsung bays, my friendships. Through GiftPod, I'm able to record a message to my closest bays and let them know I'm thinking about them and all the fun things we'll do together post-quarantine. The team at GiftPod will spruce it up with music and give it to them as a private podcast. It's a great gift to send to your friends as a pick-me-up and an extra boost to brighten their days during this kind of turbulent time. GiftPod is offering listeners 10% off with the code 104BAY. That's the number 10, 
S-O-R-B-A-E. You can check them out at giveagiftpod.com. Now, let's get back to the episode. So self-love and self-worth, like those terms get thrown around a lot. And I feel like everyone's like, self-care, self-love. So let's say a guy comes to you, you recommend to improve your self-love. What are the tangible things? Because I feel like besides the bubble bath, those are the things that come to mind where I'm like, that doesn't seem like enough to build actual inner confidence. Yeah. What are the tangibles that listeners listening now and just in general that you give to people? If they start talking about not feeling confident or clear about either where they want to go or how they are as a leader or a partner, that's a lot of the things that come up. Like they want to be a better leader or a better spouse or et cetera, or they just want more clarity. I don't feel purposeful in my life. We'll start with, and this is the mindset work, really getting clear on the difference between, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, things happen in our lives and we put a lot of meaning on them. We tell a lot of stories and starting to understand the difference between what happened and the story. And this is also huge for dating. How many times someone didn't text us or didn't said this and we create a whole story around it. So starting to get clear on what happened in the story. And I would say the biggest distinction is we are responsible. We actually are the ones creating everything that's happening in our lives. And sometimes that can be like, oh shit. It's also awesome. Exactly. So it's the combination of sometimes working through, okay, don't make up a story about where you are now. Let's focus on where you want to go. And so if you are the one responsible, let's get you back in the driver's seat. And so when I talk about self-worth and self-love, it's really about when you look in the mirror, do you feel, or when you're walking around the world, are you feeling hell yes about who you are and then how you relate to people, not modulating how you show up because you're scared of what that person might think. Looking at your body and feeling really loving toward it, no matter if it's the exact place you want it to be. And being able to look at yourself in the mirror and literally say, I love you. I accept you. I celebrate you just the way you are. And you'll know the difference between if you feel like you're talking to a stranger or if you can actually feel it as you make eye contact with yourself. And I did that practice. It took me six months to feel like I was really talking to myself and feeling it. I like that. I have the chills now. (laughs) So how have you been able to like learn from your coaching and then apply that to your dating life? Ooh, that's a really interesting question. I would say that, that they are in forming each other in an interesting way right now. I am meeting incredible men on dating apps. Incredible humans. And I think, I would say this pretty confidently, that the way I can hold space for men when I'm coaching has allowed me to, and I'll tell you, what do I, what do I mean by hold space? Has allowed me to, to do it for guys that I'm talking to, new guys. And what I mean by hold space is when they're sharing something vulnerable or insecure or something that feels a little edgy or uncomfortable, I sit there and and act and take in what they're saying and just get to witness their experience without running or jumping or judging or thinking. And so I would say it's it's allowed me to actually show up way more open in dating. 
let's talk about the communication and connection part. Can you kind of walk through what those pieces look like? I believe that just like we trust this thing called gravity, we're not going to jump off a building. We're not going to stick a fork in the socket. We believe in electricity. I believe that there's just as strong of a relational field or force that happens between each relationship in our lives, all people. And so this goes for all relationships, not just romantic. Thinking about it like this, I think metaphors are really helpful. And I invite people to close their eyes. So if you're listening, I invite you to close your eyes and choose somebody in your life that you want to try this with. And imagining that there's some sort of bridge between you and that person. And letting yourself, if it's a visual or if it's a color or if it's a feeling, let yourself see how you process. And is it what's it made out of? Or doing this with someone you're talking to that you're dating right now and just noticing, oh, wow, I want it to be stronger or I want it to be made out of this kind of material. And then bringing that back into your life of saying, okay, so then what would it mean to lay new slats? And again, that comes back to the responsibility on us. Right. That's right. And then over time, the way our mindset works is that it gets stronger and stronger. Small movement. Can you talk a little bit more about what rituals, what do those look like? Yeah. So personalize them for every person. And that's the beauty is, again, each of us are our biggest resources. We know what we need. And sometimes the the job of coach is having someone that champions you and asks you the questions and gives you the space to explore it. So a lot of ritual, I would say, are morning and evening. So setting yourself up for success around like how you want to start your day. So whether you're connected to a certain religion that has practices that have really strong values at, at their core, and then you can create your own individual expression of it. There's a beautiful way to feel connected communally and then individually. That's what I do. And then finding different ways during the day to have a pause moment, whether it is a lot of times rituals are used like ele- with elements, nature, water, movement. And the key, I believe, to ritual, which is different than routine, is that a value is at the core of it. So why am I doing this? And really getting to the core of what value you really care about. I can give you an example. That'd be fantastic. Great. So in my mornings, there's a beautiful Jewish practice of washing your hands ritually to putting water on your hands, uh, flip-flopping back and forth twice over your hands. And it's a way of, at the core, value of purity and refresh and every day being a new day. And water is, is something that purifies. And so I have this ritual that's been done for, for centuries, generations. And then, so I, I intentionalize and really focus on, okay, this is a new day. I'm starting my new day with my hands that are creators. We create with our hands. And then I look at myself in the mirror and I have mirror affirmations, just like I said to you, Nacia, I love you. I accept you and I celebrate you just the way you are. And I have other mirror affirmations that then I connect and really intentionalize what do I want to start my day with? What type of energy? What values? And then I move on with my morning. And that's an example of what helps me start my day in my own power 
So I'm not giving it away to the first thing in the morning, looking at my phone and checking all the texts or emails and the da 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 No, this is key. We have a choice whether we give our power away to other people and to experiences and to everything outside of ourselves, or we choose to hold the power. No, no, no. I'm choosing how I want to go through my day and with what kind of energy, no matter what happens. And that's the self-respect that then leads to self-love. Oh, I really like that. I think that's like, I'm just going to sit with that for a second because I really, I think I, an important being kind of going with the wind, like a tree that kind of just blows to the side versus being a sturdy tree. Whatever happens, I'm my sturdy tree. That's right. That's right. And so there are little things you can do in the morning and night and in the middle of the day. Or when you're, there are things that I do with clients to help them also have internal refreshers so that even when you're in a tough conversation, you have something you can do internally to help you get back in connection with that. What would be an example of that? So I just had a beautiful work with a male client of mine who finds himself going down a rabbit hole where he really hates disappointing people and then often ends up people pleasing. And so we had this beautiful practice of him actually visualizing a rabbit hole and he puts a lid on it and he gets to visualize himself putting a lid on this hole where all the all the tumultuous questioning spiraling usually happens for him and I went through this beautiful process where it ended he ended up this uh, mentor of his guards the guards the hole guards the lid which is powerful we have so many allies in our lives we can use to support us mentally so now he can use this practice when he's in a conversation or right after a conversation instead of letting him spiral and this is his own work of setting boundaries and really getting how much he matters and that he doesn't need a people please other people and so he puts the lid on so that's a beautiful example no one else knows he's doing that yeah i like that very cool well i want to make sure we have enough time to get to your dating life and your dating app profiles so let's do it first you want to give us like an update on what's your like dating relationship status these days yeah so i started talking to somebody on hinge a few weeks ago and we hit it off right away. I can share a little bit more about that. And I almost canceled our time today because I was supposed to fly to LA. Actually, right this moment, I was going to be on the plane. And we decided to cancel it last night because of the hotspot COVID numbers going on that, that have spiked. So we're in talks about how we're going to reschedule. So you guys haven't met yet? We have not met. I'm in Chicago. He is in Los Angeles. No, we have not met. Did you put your profile in LA? I did. Okay, I did. I did. Okay, I was going to say, how did okay. that <laughs> So it's so funny. So this is, this is my deal. I'm in Chicago. I really haven't found much success in Chicago. And so every few months, I'll put it in another city that I go to. And so I put it in LA. And right away, when I match with people, I immediately say, hey, I'm not from LA. I pre-COVID go there often, love it. If that's a deal breaker for you, I totally respect that. I want you to know up front. So I'm not looking to fake anyone out. I'm just looking for a bigger pool. 
So I did put it to LA and it's wild when you do it to a new city, how much comes in. So I looked at, he liked my profile and, and commented on it. And I always like the people that comment and um, he commented something really sweet. And then I looked at his and he said something about road trips and adventures. And I was like, oh my God, those are my two favorite things in the world. So I commented back and I don't always comment back unless I see something I really like. And immediately we got into conversation basically within, it was, it was late at night for me in Chicago. And, oh, he also said, I'm the type of texter who likes a good old fashioned phone call. So I also had an idea that he's not a big texter. So he basically said, Hey, I propose a one minute hello and good night call. And I wasn't weirded out by it because it was earlier there. And also he had said that on his profile. I like that. And so we jumped on a call and we ended up talking for two and a half hours. Whoa. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. So it kind of expedited. And then I have to tell you, he called me Saturday night and called me Sunday. And we, it just, it, spiraled really quickly because he's wasn't he's not a texter so yeah. we actually got to connect and he wasn't scared of calling me which was beautiful I like this. yeah it was really nice so have you guys then facetimed or just phone call? we have okay yeah yeah whoa so how long have you guys been talking then two weeks two a little over two weeks that's so exciting yeah see so then what was the plan like you were gonna go and stay with him or like no i was renting an airbnb nearby and we're just gonna hang out and just see what the vibes were like Like we've had enough of a connection over the phone that it's like let's let's see what's happening here I have to say every single man that I've talked to over the last few months I've learned so much like something about myself and it's been really beautiful connections so no matter what happens with this guy I'm learning so much and they're teaching me so much about myself and I'm staying open to that I love that. I love that you can bring it back to like, no matter what the outcome is, you're not attached to that outcome. It's about you and like, you're the sturdy tree. Can we do a quick walkthrough of your profile? Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you that some of the questions that men, I just, that men have been asking me on the apps, like as a person who both coaches men and just really cares, just there's such solid quality men. And mm-hmm. I really believe that the more we can put ourselves and show up taking responsibility again for how we show up and what we're putting out there. That's who we call in because I am meeting such incredible humans on the apps. I think it's really true. It shows it depends on your outlook. So for instance, like a bunch of people I know, they were complaining like, oh, I have really boring conversations on the apps. But then if you look at the conversation, it's because it's like, hey, how are you? I'm fine. Hanging in there in COVID? Yeah. COVID right. and then it just dies. Like that's like pretty much the formula. So I've tried this new tactic where I just start the conversation mid conversation. People don't want to talk about COVID. They don't. Right. No one has anything exciting going on about anything COVID. Wait, can I tell you two questions that guys asked me like most recently that are, were really awesome questions? So one of them was send me a send me a number one through ten, and I'll ask a question based on the number. One is basic, 10 is deep. Ooh. Ready? And so I then wrote back saying, wow, I love that question so much. And, and I hadn't answered him in a few days. And I said, the reason I haven't answered is because I started talking to someone. So I want to respect that and would love to reach out if that doesn't work out. How does that sound to you? 
And he said, oh, wow, you are literally the first person to be so open about this. Usually girls on here go out with 20 guys at the same time. So thank you for that. It seems like you might be that one honest and beautiful human being I've been waiting for. Let, like, good luck. Good luck with whoever you're trying to connect with. Done. Interesting. I mean, I will say that people have the narrative in general that like people are talking to a zillion people. Like that storyline. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. So like you proved him wrong. Right. Like, and hopefully he'll start shifting that narrative. So it's not always, you're the exception. Hopefully more people will start all falling in line. Wow. What are the stories we're choosing to believe and how are those helping us? Because we choose the context. Yeah. hundred percent. One other question I really loved was a guy asked me, how would your friend describe you in three words? Your friends describe you. And then he asked me questions about those qualities. And then I asked it back and we had a nice exchange. I really like that question. Yeah. And they started these conversations. These were the first things that they asked. And you're comp- you said that Chicago dating is bad? Sounds really good. No, these aren't guys in Chicago. Oh. No, no. Maybe one of them was Chicago and one of them wasn't. What other cities do you do? Right now, the only guys would be LA and Chicago, but I'm not act- I'm not on the app active right now because I'm, okay. I want to see this out with this guy and see what happens. But every few months, I'll do New York, Toronto. That's it. And Chicago. Okay. Because those are cities that I go to. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So my profile... These are my questions on my Hinge profile. I'll brag about you to my friends if you can pronounce my name correctly, because my name is Nasia, and it's a Hebrew name, and it's a, it's a hard one. So I wanted to break the ice on that for people. And then the other prompt I have, let's make sure we're on the same page about the kick-ass Jewish home I want to create. And that is me both asserting a fun, playful, powerful side. And also, wow, this is really important to me. And that gets the most likes and comments. I like it because it's, it's, yeah, it's fierce. It's fierce. And it also is like very clear. This is what I'm looking for. And then the secret to getting to know me is ask great questions and even better follow-up questions. And then guys are asking me awesome questions. That's perfect. You're giving them an action item and then they're following through. It's perfect. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I think it's always good to have a call to action. So that's a really strong call to action, especially if you want to have better conversations on the apps, if you're yeah. having boring. Let's get responsible. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I like that. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to hear about how this LA guy works out. Me too. Awesome. Well, how can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you or ask you any questions or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah. So on Instagram, nasia.miller, N-A-S-Y-A dot M-I-L-L-E-R. And my email, nasia.miller at gmail.com. And then my business is called Wide Open Spaces. So wideopenspaces.world. And I do group coaching experiences and one-on-one work. And then also during different holiday seasons, I'll do different ritual experiences. And my favorite thing that I'm excited to start in 2021 is hot seat coaching. So monthly opportunities to just get a taste just to see what coaching is if you don't know what it is and there's always opportunities even in a five-minute conversation to get something new that you can spark and bring into your life so that's that's what i'm psyched about awesome well thank you so much again for being here and keep me posted (laughs) okay i will thank you so much this was so fun Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my chat with Nacia. She's awesome. And 
I asked her to keep me posted on the guy that she connected with on Hinge, who was from LA. And I think that's a really great tip. And I want to make that the dating hack of the week is on Hinge or any of the dating apps, you can change your location. And why not just like try a new place? Who knows? So that's a dating hack. Expand your pool. Because like she was saying, we have responsibility. It starts with ourselves. And why not take a little chance? It's really low stakes. And who knows what can happen? You might end up going on a vacation with somebody. So with that, I want to thank Nacia again for joining me today. I want to thank StudioPod for editing and publishing my podcast. And I will see you guys later.